0: and welcome to the Access Ninja Podcast. I'm Jonathan.
1: And I'm Rachel.
0: (laughs) And we're here to talk about accessibility through the lens of design and um, life. Life. Hey, uh, we
1: set it together. Exactly. Technology.
0: (laughs) Well, how are you doing today, Rachel?
1: I am doing well. Happy that I'm here with you. And that, like I said, now I know how your studio looks like. So I know where you are. Yeah,
0: Rachel came out to uh, to visit me here in Minnesota. And I got to show her around uh, my recording studio, which is also just my personal computer area. But I've got it set up pretty nice. I'm pretty happy with how I've got everything going.
1: I do have bad news. What's that? I lost on my speech competition.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you made it pretty. F- you made it very far along, right?
1: Yeah, I made it like halfway through. And I mean, you cannot know for sure, but there was a a time disqualification, so I think I probably was it. <laughs> they can tell you your time. So I mean, if I had a time disqualification, like it could be a half a second, and you could be out. So, but I did my best and I worked hard. Well, this is a
0: unique challenge that uh, you have doing these uh, speech competitions because most other people, when the time's going by, they get some sort of visual to let them know that they're so many minutes in or have so many minutes left, uh, but uh, they don't have any sort of tool specialized for you. And I know you've been trying to work out your own timer, uh, but you don't have the uh, the benefit uh, that the other competitors have uh, of them feeding them information about their time remaining. So that, that makes it a unique challenge for you
1: well and also that i already have the unique challenge that i don't shut up so <laughs> well i wasn't gonna
0: mention that
1: <laughs> so yeah so then it's doubly challenging
0: <laughs> well you you also recently uh, d- uh did your first uh stand-up routine Oh like uh, an open mic night and then uh this, and uh you sent me the video and i did get to to listen to that and uh so, what do you think? You get a future career in comedy?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but it seems like it's the <clears throat> one of the only ones that I can do really well. <laughs> I mean, at least naturally. Well, I got lots of good praise. Um, you know that one of the guys that works there that that's seen a lot of like beginning comedians. He said that you know that mine was really awesome from the park. But I mean, who knows? We never know, right? Sometimes it's just beginner's luck.
0: Yeah, well, you got the pacing down, is what I, I thought listening to it. Just the the timing between you know the setup and then the punchline uh, and the the pauses, and uh, you know you kind of felt like. I was going to say something I didn't because you made a bunch of jokes about backhanded compliments. And I was going to say it looked like it kind of looked like almost looked like you knew what you were doing, which is a backhanded compliment. I was going to say it. It felt like it, what I when I meant by it is that it seemed like you had a natural feel for uh, the the delivery.
1: Yeah. And that's I think that's what uh, everybody kind of commented on it. They're like, oh, you're natural and all that. And and so that that was really good. And to say the truth, that really helped me out with the loss yesterday. Uh, but, you know, speech competition is very unnatural to me because you're doing a performance and you sort of know your script. I mean, you know how awful I am at scripting. <laughs> We've tried that before.
0: Well, you're doing and... speeches not in your first language also. I mean, true. I don't know if, <laughs> how much people listeners know that, but, you know, that's that's another yeah. challenge you, you've got you can't you can't get access to the timers that everyone else is using and you're not doing it in your first language so i'd say you are uh kicking butt that's all i'm saying
1: <laughs> thanks well the good thing with stand-up comedy is that people don't expect you to have like the super awesome clean english and grammar so that was that was also pretty nice of course when i watch my videos like how many times did i say like for goodness <laughs> sake and And I used you know I didn't use the correct way of using English in a few times, but I think ultimately, if you can make people laugh in a language that's you know not yours, you're doing pretty good
0: <laughs> so as far as the episode today, there's two topics two articles we we both uh we both read or at least i read i read it I read one article and and said we should talk about it, and you read another article and said we should uh talk about it so we've got two very uh interesting things in the news to discuss and so we're, first we're going to talk a little bit about an article from uh, the uh, the guardian uh, regarding uh, some challenges for uh, paralympic uh, athletes getting ready for the uh the upcoming tokyo olympics the 2020 games and then we're going to follow it up with a, a product announcement from uh, lego of all companies here so why don't we jump right into it?
1: Who doesn't love Legos?
0: So we're talking about news. So I'm going to I'm gonna play our broadcast news transition here. Here we go. So I was recently reading uh, in The Guardian uh, an article, and we'll link to that in the show notes as well. But the headline is Paralympics Great Britain Stunned After Yokoyama Hotels Demand Payment for accessibility
1: I I think you should play that song again and put your uh, <clears throat> broadcaster voice for the <laughs> headline come on
0: oh, okay all right <laughs> well, this just in Paralympics Great Britain stunned after Yokoyama hotels demand payment for accessibility
1: yeah <laughs> that talent.
0: So what's going on is uh, uh the upcoming 2020 uh Olympics are going to be taking uh place in uh in Tokyo, Japan, and uh the uh the Olympics uh committee and uh Tokyo have been working very hard and trying to make accessibility a priority uh for the athletes. So they have built the Olympic Village already uh making sure it's very accessible. Uh, They want to make sure that the athletes can get around. They're building a turn-by-turn navigation system for blind attendees. Uh, They've gone to great lengths, but one thing that's outside of the purview of the Olympic uh, committee is uh, the hotels and accommodations that exist outside of the Olympic Village and the immediate area of the Games. And that has been the hotel's. And uh Japan's actually got uh, especially in tokyo they've got two particular challenges. one is Tokyo by design is uh everything's very close together, narrow <laughs> hallways, smaller buildings, Small. smaller accommodations and yes. the and uh crowded crowded and the uh and the a para- lot of the uh, paralympic uh athletes here there's a lot of wheelchair users, far more than uh would not regularly be in the city and the rules for these hotels historically uh, has been kind of behind in in japan uh, compared to what we'd expect in the u.s and and, and in europe and uh, right now before the olympic games um, if you had a hotel uh, you only had to have an accessible room if you had more than 50 rooms and you only had to have one accessible room and they've been adjusting the the rules uh, but we're having a uh, when of course a whole team's coming to some of these hotels they want to stay together they want to because they're going to train together and as they're trying to figure out their accommodations and Yokohama is a city that's just south of tokyo and it's where a lot of um, a lot of the hotel a lot of hotels are so it's where a lot of the athletes are going to be staying um, that uh, specifically the the great Britain team has been talking about how hotels there have been demanding that uh, they pay to make more rooms accessible in the hotels and then on top of that they pay to put the hotel, the rooms back to their non-accessible format when they leave.
1: Yes. <laughs> transforming transforming fee.
0: So Now, this particular issue is where will the uh, Great Britain team stay? Uh, If you read the whole article, you'll find that they they have settled that in that the city is actually going to pay for the renovations of the hotel rooms. Uh, But they might still actually put the rooms back to the way they were before. And one of the goals of them increasing the accessibility Uh, for this Olympics was to create a legacy and create maybe some social change. And of course, if they're just going to be switching their rooms back to the way before, that's not much of a legacy, is it?
1: (laughs) No, it's a temporary legacy or legacy wannabe.
0: (laughs) So we're going to keep an eye out on this and, and see how things roll out. And it'll be very interesting to see what type of articles and things come up as we approach closer and closer and of course as the 2020 uh olympics uh, arrive we've actually talked about it on the pol- uh, on the podcast before in regards to their indoor navigation system that they've set up uh, for uh, for blind attendees and uh, using a lot of these beacons and we're not going to rehash into that that's an older episode uh, but uh, it does bring up something uh, that i've heard spoken about in the uh, in the community uh, in multiple disability communities, uh, in the community here in uh, in Minnesota, I've had people refer to this type of thing where there's an expectation uh, for the person with a uh, accessibility need to pay extra because special equipment, specialized rooms, etc. And sometimes referred to as the uh, in here is either the blindness tax or the disability tax or or Rachel, you coined you cut coining it as the accessibility tax, right?
1: Yeah, which is because it's it's sort of like, I like to call it accessibility tax because you're paying to have access that others already have access to. And that's not just on equipment. You know, it happens at, at jobs, for example. If I'm interviewing against somebody that has the same qualifications than me, right, but they don't need any assistive technology, and they will get it because assistive technology is expensive. Like, or if I want to go, I don't know, let's see, I I, I did decide I want to be a stand-up comedian, right? I mean, most stand-up comedians and uh, everybody else like work as, um, as a waitress or as a, you know, quote, unquote, simpler jobs in order to survive while you're working your artistic career, right? and so let's see if i decided i wanted to go work in a grocery store uh it's the same deal like they would need to buy like a five thousand dollar thing to make my cashier talk you know unless if i want to be the bag girl and of course they don't use a lot of begging people anymore so i mean it is it's just this fee that you have to pay to have access to what other people already have access to you know
0: um A common thing that happens with our our workforce team is that uh, when when someone's training in Minnesota, we've got a workforce team that can, uh, in some ways, assist with some of that equipment. It's very limited. They're not going to do a whole cashier changeover like you were referring to. But sometimes, occasionally, they can provide a computer. But if they're going to have a computer and work competitively, they're going to need a screen reader. And if they're working on Windows, well, they're probably going to need to buy JAWS. And JAWS is a $1,000 program. That's just to use that computer. Right. So you could try to go in and buy, if you want to be a writer and you can try to go in and buy a discount uh, Windows computer, you might be looking at up to $1,000 for your screen reader. It's, it's such a thing that they've actually ended up uh, giving uh, uh, a lot more Apple computers out because the uh, voiceover uh, comes on the Apple computers for free. But you can't, um, the, Apple doesn't make really cheap computers, right? They make high quality but expensive computers because of that so you have to buy either a more expensive apple computer or you have to buy a windows computer and add in the cost of a screen reader just to just to use the computer just for the point of entry where someone else might be able to go to walmart and they need to start writing and they'll go buy a you know a 200 chromebook just so they can look at web pages and, uh, and maybe do some basic writing you don't have that option If you need accessibility,
1: right? And some people say Chromebook like has a screen reader, but I think people don't understand that screen readers are not all made the same. And Chromebox is not a screen reader that you can use. Something that has no, you know, adjustability. I don't know. Is that a word actually?
0: customization. (laughs)
1: Customization for you know for speed for for like languages for a bunch of other things is a screen reader that often doesn't do much it's for something quick but it's not for just highlighting what's in the screen and reading it has to have functionality and so that doesn't exist yeah and and i remember before iphones you know you had to buy the high-end phones i remember i used to have an htc so it was like you know phones that costed like two three hundred dollars, and then you had to go out and buy a software that costed four hundred dollars um what was the name of the software? I forgot they' still around they 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 work for windows phones um, I forgot right now just went away from my head, but I used them for three four years and um you know and that was an added cost and every time a new version came on, I had to buy an you know like a upgrade or whatever so um yeah it it becomes it becomes like a huge a huge investment before you can even start using anything
0: you think about like and this is for a whole variety of disabilities but let's just keep it in in blindness for a moment and you're sitting at home and you go to the mailbox and you get the mail and you want to read the mail how are you going to do that (laughs) so
1: <laughs>
0: do you need uh, a specialized ocr program like uh, uh like uh like the pearl which is i think was it like 1500 dollars that will scan and yes. read your mail for you or you need to find a person or maybe or, hire them or pay them to read through the yes mail? correct or you're going to get a smartphone or an iphone well how much is that going to cost you how much does it cost you per month so how much do you have to spend just to read the mail
1: no and then you can get Ira or Era, whatever you pronounce, right? Which is your virtual assistant, uh, you know, like your visual interpreter, which is amazing product. But I mean, it's like double my cell phone bill, right? So then I have to add that into that account too. Right. And then people say, oh, there's no problem. Like, you know, there's people that have money to say, oh, I pay for my tennis club or I pay for my golf club and I pay for this and I pay for that. That's right. But those are leisure. You don't pay to do what you need to do. It's like the gym. I have a lot of people that say like, oh, you're an inspiration. You came to the gym. But I not only pay the full price of a gym, but I also have to pay for ride to the gym. And I also have to like... uh, And I don't get all the services, even though I pay full price that everybody else does. Like, I can't use the lockers, right? So, I mean, those are things that they're accommodations. And and it's kind of like when you pay full price for a conference that you go to, you expect that they're going to give you an agenda. You expect to be able to see the PowerPoint, right, and all the content because you're paying for the information you're going to receive, right? Or you're paying for the network you'll do. But then when you get there, uh, oftentimes people don't want to give them their like their slides for you to follow on your computer. So you have to have somebody to read it for you or, or, or sometimes people get upset if somebody's reading stuff to you as you're doing it, so you have to do it later. So, I mean, there's all these things that you're paying full price but you're getting like half of the Benefit,
0: and then all you have to do from there is say, let's add a couple of things in. You know, let's say you uh, you're in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and you live in New York City. Correct. So obviously, you're not going to be able to get in a car and drive around. You might have to pay for a cab, but you might say, oh, well, what about the subway system? Use the subway system. Well, if we know anything about the New York subway system, is that the vast majority of the subway entrances do not have working or existing elevators they are installing them at the moment well which neighborhoods have the renovated subway stops well no coincidence the rich and more expensive neighborhoods do so now you can't even choose where you want to live you can't live in a more affordable area because you don't have access to the subway system which means you need to pay more money for cabs in order to get around everywhere. It gets awfully expensive to just live and do the same thing as everybody else does. And that's what we're talking. That's exactly. If you just think about cerebral palsy, thinks about someone with a severe case of Parkinson's, it just continues. So you can see how these things really add up. And these are just normal things that everybody else can do on a daily basis. So it's sort of the extra cost of having one of these, uh, uh, disabilities can make a huge impact on just every single day
1: yeah like you know if you're deaf and you go to the doctor you have to pay the doctor the same amount of money but how do you talk to the doctor so now you need an interpreter
0: now i was supposed to say most most hospitals will provide an interpreter at their costs
1: yes which which is great but i mean it's the same thing with blindness right for example you go to the doctor They want somebody to fill up your information in the living room. I mean, on the waiting room, whatever, uh, out loud, which goes against HIPAA. And also, um, you know, it's like they don't bring somebody to do it for you, right? Like with you, I guess, not for you. But um, so, yeah, so I I think there is, I mean, there's a huge tax. Same thing, like nobody gives me... Uh, airplane rides breaks, right? But when you go, especially in an international flight, you expect to have movies and music and, you know, media enjoyment. And, um, and even though some are starting to become accessible as we spoke, by the way, uh, I just watched a movie on Southwest the other day, and it was on their app so it was really cool but it doesn't have the audio description unfortunately but anyways the whole point is that um you know when people pay for those things like they 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 expect a certain level of service and but i have to expect less service right and then they say oh it's expensive or sometimes people tell me oh i never watch a movie when i fly well, I was like yeah it's okay but you could if you wanted
0: to there's also something that that you do from time time to time and a lot of people who do well they might have a um uh, a, f- a friend assist or come and give some sort of help but uh and some people have to pay somebody but even when you have a friend come in a way you're paying that kind of personal capital right you're paying through that relationship and that has a cost when you ask your friend friends to help you over and over and over again that starts to build up like a personal cost a relationship cost as well and that's just as relevant as money when you're having to spend that sort of personal uh you know that, that personal that was friendship just
1: brilliant that you brought that up because i was just thinking about that today and and it do you like you start feeling you owe that person somehow you know either owe them time or, and, and I mean, most of the time your real friends don't mind. Right. But the truth is there's people that do. And sometimes when they ask you a favor and, and it's something that maybe goes against your whatever principles or things, right. You have to be pretty strong to say no. And then, you know, when people don't like it, say, Oh, I thought you were my friend. And I was your friend, you know, I mean, yeah, it creates a, it, it's a big toll on, all around
0: yeah when you're asking someone for help all the time you're 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 bringing in you're spending that kind of personal or social capital i mean there's a value to it there's a value to your friend's time even if they're giving it to you willingly and you're spending your friend's time and just like you would spend money that has a value and that's a value that you have to spend that other people don't uh because their their relationships are different and so that's just as important just as relevant and should be counted accordingly
1: yeah, and it's and it's you know it's always funny because the way I see this tax is that also let's call it disabled money, right? So it's almost like disabled money doesn't have the same currency value as the money of a able-bodied person. Do, do I make any sense?
0: I would clarify that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Can like, you expand? So-
1: yeah, so like, for example, I go in the restaurant and you go to a restaurant, right? We're going to pay the same amount of price for the plates that we choose. So let's see, I eat salmon and you eat salmon. is exactly the same price. Like, I don't know, we pay 22 bucks for it, let's say, right? And we go to the restroom and you get to the restroom and they will say, hey, hi, blah, 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 here's your seat, blah, 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 Right? When I get to the restroom, especially if I go alone, they most of the time are going to shove me in a corner by the bathroom, um, tucked away. And, and I mean, I'm not saying it happens everywhere, but that's an example. Or, or if I go to, like, to the airlines, right? I pay the same price as you pay. But then I get there and I don't get to uh, watch a movie. Right. So it's kind of like what my money buys me is less than what it buys you.
0: Well, like, yeah, it's like the value of what you're getting. Like, even if you go through like Netflix, you get a subscription to Netflix and uh, Netflix is all their original content has audio descriptions, but not their older content. But I pay the same amount for Netflix as you do, but I get access, full access to all the content as it was intended Correct. to be viewed. And you only get access to maybe their exclusive content and maybe some of the Disney stuff, because the Disney stuff, is, I think, is audio description on their, on their site. But you don't get access to the audio description for uh, maybe the TV show Friends. I don't know. They might have audio description on that one. But just an uh, example. And
1: some, and some they do. But, yeah, like, but for example, I'll tell you, um, I have started watching Heart of Dixie and that one doesn't have audio description so half of the time sometimes i watch a episode and it ends i can kind of sort of guess what happened but there's like there were crucial parts of the storytelling that were visual and it didn't give me i know what happened in the end but i don't understand what was the catalyst for it
0: and and the set there is some precedent For setting up a different type of payment system or structure for someone who is using uh, content differently because of a disability Uh, in the form of there are several phone companies that will allow deaf people to buy into a phone contract. That does not include voice, only data and text, because they're not going to use the normal minutes. They're going to use video chatting to a relay service, or they're going to text to communicate, and they can get a discounted rate. So it's not that this type of thing doesn't exist. It's just so rare that that's literally the only example I can think of ever. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, and all the examples I see are like deaf. Like, for example, same thing at school, right? The deaf goes to school, and they get access to all the materials and everything, and they get interpreter in every class, right? But it's, and that's what I've been saying about blindness. It's like, okay, just because we can talk and we can be in class, we miss so much on the visual, you know, so much more than even the sound because we leave, I mean, at least the West, the West is a very visual driven society and we don't have a you know, a visual interpreter, which I think should be something that should be required everywhere, like doctors and conferences, and et cetera, you know. And um, like I told you, some conferences I go, um, I get to bring one assistant for free to do things with me. But in, uh, in other conferences, they want you to pay for your assistant full time, even though that person will be there to assist you and not to enjoy... The material, half of the time, they can care less about the material. And you also have to pay for their time because you're paying them per hour and paying for their accommodations. So, I mean, it's like, you know, if you want to go to a conference, you probably go to one conference. It's not four conferences in a year with that type of budget.
0: So this is a pretty big topic. And I think we're probably going to be coming back and revisiting this in different ways. Sure. (laughs) Over over the uh, over the next couple, uh, well, forever. I think this is just going to come up back and forth. But I I really wanted to talk about it because I just wanted there to be more awareness because I think it's something people don't think about that much.
1: No, I, I don't think so. And we talk so much about accessibility. And most of the time people think of accessibility as like, oh, can the weird chair just go in and out? Or they think about, um, you know, web accessibility, like can the, a person like read the content, but there is not really a real thought about what truly accessibility is. Accessibility is so much more than just touching a content or, or, or entering or exiting an area, it's, it's actually having the same opportunities and the same access to the same benefits as everybody else, not that people will take advantage of it, but I think people don't realize how much it costs a person with a disability to be out there and actually doing things. They don't understand the cost and the commitment that it takes to do things so much more than somebody that just goes check it out.
0: Absolutely. I can think of so many examples, but uh, I told you when we started up, I was going to, Keep this topic brief, and so <laughs> we will come back we will be revisiting this over and over again, especially we talk about different like activities and uh, and other topics and I think we should make a concentrated effort to when we bring up a topic is to uh, maybe also talk about how uh, how this sort of uh, disability tax applies to it. I do want to specify one more thing though, and this is a really tiny thing, but this Blindness tax, accessibility tax, disability tax we'll be talking about is something that a lot of people use i feel like in the community but it's not like a uh, actually a very widespread known thing and in fact if you google it this is what i wanted to specify if you google it you're going to find out about uh, the irs and tax code uh instead because <laughs> there is like a special tax uh that uh, uh, that was put in during world war ii that regard that's regards to to blindness there's some disability tax law etc but this um but using the term disability tax, or accessibility tax, or or blindness tax is uh, is a term that uh, you won't find actually used that much on the internet. So that's we wanted to. That's one of the reasons why I thought awareness was an important thing uh, because it's something that people should know about. So I'm just saying it's hard to Google, but we'll have some I links agree. in the show notes. <laughs>
1: And it's not an advantage because even the blind tax you know that they put like for example, if you have a guide dog, I think you can uh you know uh what do you, tax use their food as tax deductible items and all that, and people saying, "Oh my gosh, you have so many advantages, it's like no, it's not an advantage, even the stuff that looks like advantage, it's still still not enough to really cover the true access tax you
0: know and on top of that you have to have a a net positive income you have to not have an itemized tax return or you can't take advantage of that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of you know
1: there's so much more into it we can bring a tax lawyer one of these days
0: (laughs) so anyways I want to move us on to uh, our next topic, something that you uh, just recently made me aware about. Would you like me to play the broadcast news uh, segue so you can introduce it properly too?
1: Sure, but you read the headline for us because you're good at that.
0: Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. this just in lego releases braille bricks to teach blind and visually impaired children
1: Woohoo! did you know that oprah was like really bad from a teleprompter reader that's why she didn't make it as a journalist
0: uh no i did not know that
1: <laughs> Yeah, she said that like that she was on the news like i don't know the six o'clock news or something and she read something wrong she said canada and it was another word I can't remember but that's why they put her on to doing like a you know the the show like a talk show and um, yeah I would definitely not work like as an anchor never (laughs) yeah so (laughs) getting back to the news uh, Lego Bricks is a game to I guess uh, help children blind children to learn braille in a fun way and, of course, I think it would also help sighted kids to play and learn Braille. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, my friends in school always wanted to learn Braille, and some of them did. And it was awesome because we could uh, exchange little notes in class without the teacher knowing what was going on. So we're
0: referring to Lego. Uh, just to be clear, we're referring to the uh, Danish toy of the small bricks that interlocked building uh, you know vehicles and buildings and little people i think everybody probably knows what lego bricks are uh,
1: Legos but are awesome
0: but these uh these braille bricks are literal uh modified uh braille bricks uh, i mean a braille, braille, lego, bricks. <laughs> lego
1: bricks that has like i guess what like braille is it like dots
0: yeah, so imagine a a braille brick a braille, uh that has got uh when you we pick up a braille brick itself, they they interlock to each other through these little kind of the bumps that bumps,
1: lock. yeah, that's that's the word bumps.
0: Yeah. And so what they've done is they've taken uh a a braille brick that is um, really technical. I mean a Lego brick. Yeah. Oh sorry, <laughs> I would yeah. them braille brick so bad. A yeah. Lego brick uh, that is, uh, so if you imagine a Lego brick that is, counting the bumps, it's two by um, by four. And well, then...
1: sometimes it's two by four, sometimes it's two by six. And sometimes oh, yeah,
0: they come in all shapes and sizes, but yeah. uh, these specific Braille ones are, about, are the exact size of a two by six brick. Uh, okay. And what they've done is they've removed the bumps with the exception of the ones that would represent the different Braille letters. So if, for instance, it was a brick with letter A... Uh, you would have it all flat, and then on the top left, uh, you would have a single bump. That would represent in Braille, because Braille is a six-cell system, three, a three-by-two grid. Uh, it would be the, you know, what would be the dots one. Uh,
1: co- Unless if it's Braille, like computer Braille, it's eight dots.
0: Yes, yes. Just so so you know. These ones here um are for uh, are not traditional. Uh, for traditional Braille. So, but The brick look like is it will have the bumps representing where the dots are and then at the bottom part, you know, for if there was a teacher, uh, a printed out version of what that letter is. And so the students who are learning Braille can build words uh, by taking the bricks and assembling them on. They have these little sheets that are usually used if you're building a play set, you know, as a base, is they can spell out the words uh, using the bricks.
1: Yeah. So like... For me what's interesting is that they say they're going to teach uh, alphabet numbers and math um I guess math and some uh teaching uh, adv- uh devices I don't know what they mean by that but uh it'll be really interesting to figure out how they're going to do the you know the numbers and the math and the alphabet cuz you know the, alf- the the numbers are basically the alphabet with a number sign in front and then, when you come to math, you're using uh same codes that you use for for letters but but now it's it's all about the context where they are happening so that'll be really interesting to see when it comes out. It will come out in twenty twenty it is still on uh i guess uh beta testing, and they released this information on the twenty fourth of this month so And I think it got catalyzed by a blind uh, institution in Denmark and also a blind institute in Brazil, where they were trying to use Legos to create um, more Braille literacy. And for people that don't know, Braille literacy is a big deal because it has been decreasing and decreasing with the years, and with more technology and audio books and but it's still very very important for kids to be able to learn and know how to read braille because it works with a whole different part of your brain and being able to read it uh, makes a huge difference.
0: Especially when you're trying to learn spelling, uh, because if you're not interacting with the words with their letters, especially if you encounter a new word that you never heard before and you're learning it, uh, there's a lot, especially in English, a lot of uh, silent letters or kind of funny pronunciations. And so if you're going to become like a really confident writer, you're going to want to interact with words as, you know, in letters. Like you said, activates a different part of the brain. It helps reinforce spelling, and then mathematics. Can you imagine mathematics if you don't, if you have to do it all auditorily? You can't refer back to a number real quickly. Uh, mathematics is so much easier to learn, especially you know getting into advanced mathematics. You know, imagine trying to learn algebra or calculus without uh, without the printed letter. Well, if you take away um, and make everything audio. You're not able to really interact with and play with those numbers. I really like they have a video demonstration of the kids working with uh, mathematics, and what they said made a big deal is that you know the if the child is having to write out uh, in Braille the um, uh, the answer to a a test question, they actually the one of the classrooms had the kids on a Braille keyboard, and you can't make easy corrections. Uh, And so with this one, uh, with, with the Lego bricks uh if a child made a mistake the teacher can point it out and they can take that brick off and put a different brick in and kind of play around and really manipulate them on this deeper level so it's a, braille is so important uh for you know really mastering uh literacy and mathematics and uh, it it cannot be discounted
1: for, forget about that i would buy one and like i would make like my whole fridge door like a lego panel and then have one of those and then that would be our little notes board and of course my husband doesn't know braille so that would really help out
0: oh yeah because yeah because the letters are written out uh visually too so yeah every and that's the other great thing is that if especially a parent who maybe hasn't mastered braille but the child's learning braille in school the parent can participate in this too
1: yeah no i mean there's so much so much great stuff like that could come out from it. And you know, I'm dying to get me one of those brick cases for my for my Mac because you know I'm a little bit of um, <clears throat> obsessed with Legos. So that would be awesome. Then I can write things. Like when people are annoying me, I can tell them like buzz off.
0: When you were doing classes in design, you were using rail bricks pretty heavily there, right? Or am I crazy? Well
1: yes, I was I was using a lot of Legos to to build Things that were on my head, like to build models out and try to explain what I wanted, or, or to try to have the person from the common shop uh, get it done for me, or, or just to demonstrate things in in class. Yeah, I was using a lot of Legos. I love Legos. If uh, I mean, my stash has been diminishing because kids love to come here to my house. They think it's like so cool, and then they take a lot of my Legos away. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, my dream is to get into um, was that something storm brainstorm like the you know uh, robot oh, mindstorm, mindstorm. mindstorm mindstorm. I've got yeah.
0: uh, I've got some nieces who have done like robotics competitions uh, using mindstorm Lego mindstorm. So these are uh, mechanical Legos that uh, can be programmed and and you can create like little robots and stuff out of it. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean that like I could create concepts where I could actually make it really happen. But, but you know, um, I don't know all it takes to, to learn how to use and program and do Mindstorm, and I don't know even the accessibility of it. So, yeah, so there you go. Well,
0: if you want to get into it, I, I, I'm i all in, too, and uh, we'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> all right, let's do it.
0: <laughs> but at the very least, my, I could just need my nieces to visit. They could probably teach me how to use it, and then I could show them how a blind person might do it, and it could be uh, Yay. a fun little fun little uh lesson for both of us
1: awesome sweet let's do it (laughs) (laughs) i mean convince them (laughs) yeah so that that's the news and as i said it's not coming out until 2020 so hold your horses parents and anybody else that wants them uh it's not coming out yet
0: not quite yet but we'll be keeping our eyes out for it because i i know i'm gonna want a set too so (laughs)
1: Well, you keep your eyes on it. I'll keep my ears on it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm just making a joke because a lot of people say that. You know, you know me how I'm always saying like I'm keeping my eye on you and I see and I use all those expressions. But it's so funny. because Some people say like, how? How do you do it? And I'm like, it was just a figure of speaking. So I'm using that on my next comedy bit.
0: I always like it's funny when 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 somebody's talking to someone who's blind. and They'll be like, "See you later," and then they're like, "Oh no, I didn't mean to say that. I hope you're not offended."
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but hey, it makes for great comedy. So. <laughs> so I had to, I had to be one of those people. To you keep an eye, and I'll keep an ear. Okay. Oh okay
0: okay. Uh, like no, actually, it's
1: so funny. I'll just say this. I was in. Um, I was in this uh table having dinner with friends and I mean they're great friends. They're not the type that goes all crazy like that on you. But it was just funny because one of the kids, the kids were playing hiding sick and, and, and one of the kids were under the table where we were eating. And then the other kid was like, Oh, where is so and so? And I s and you know, I was just being funny, like I, I I didn't do it on purpose. I just said, Oh, I don't know, I haven't seen her. You know but i just meant like kind of like i haven't seen her like she's nowhere near here right yeah. but it was just so funny because i said that and then the whole table like it was that like millisecond of silence and then everybody cracked up kind of like if i was doing that as a joke and i totally didn't mean it that way i mean i, I throw jokes like that once in a while just to tease people but to like, I was just telling the kid like oh I haven't seen her you know and then everybody ha, ha. and I was like okay and then they're like oh you didn't mean that right and I was like okay whatever so it was funny
0: well I think we should wrap it up here yes unless you've got any other final words
1: <laughs> no <laughs> hey remember she'll be your final word Rachel shut up no <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> all all right.
0: Right. well thanks for joining us here on the access ninja podcast if you've got feedback for us send it to us at feedback at access.ninja that's feedback.access.ninja and uh, you know be good to each other all right